Welcome to another Take 15 episode from CFA Institute. I'm Dave Larrabee, and today I'm joined by John Linehan. John's head of U.S. equities and a portfolio manager at T. Rowe Price, one of the largest asset managers in the U.S. John, thanks for joining us. Thank you. John, your firm actively manages growth and value funds across the market cap spectrum. Is there a common investment philosophy and process that your fund managers adhere to? Dave, I'd say there's not a common investment philosophy, but I do think there is a common investment process at T. Rowe Price. And we really believe in and have a commitment to deep-seated industry research. So what we want to do is have our analysts and portfolio managers know their companies and know their industries as well, if not better, than others in the marketplace. And we believe that the insights that are gleaned from that knowledge really allows us a source of competitive advantage and allows us to perform well for our clients. In terms of philosophies, I, I think it's really important for each portfolio manager to express their own identity and have it reflected in their portfolio. And I think as a whole, we're better represented by having some really constructive dissonance where you have some portfolio managers that have more of a mean reversion bias in terms of how they invest and others that have more of an aggressive growth mentality. And I think it's very advantageous for our analysts to be able to see a plethora of different investment styles. Mm -hmm. John, more than ever, it seems that global macro events and, and policy issues are what's driving market behavior. Um, how do you factor these dynamics uh, into your stock selection and the portfolio management process at T. Rowe? Well, I'd say to begin with, global is obviously far more important for, for all of us. You know, over 40 percent, I, I think the last number I saw was 42 percent of the S&P 500's revenues come from outside the U.S. So even if you're just looking at U.S. equities, having a global perspective is absolutely critical. And one of the ways that we're trying to attack that is really encourage our analysts to travel across the world. We have a number of global sectors, and we'll have a sector head that will coordinate our research across different regions. Right now, we have investment offices in seven different locales, from Baltimore to Hong Kong, Singapore, Tokyo, Sydney, London, Buenos Aires. And what that really allows us to do is have a lot of differing global perspectives that we can hopefully take advantage of. At the same time, I think it's not only global, but it, there's a lot of concern right now with policy. And we're spending more time thinking about what's going on in Washington, what's going on in Brussels and the EU than we ever have before. And, and part of our investment process now is really focusing on the regulatory elements of what's going to occur in the future and, and trying to take advantage of what we think our insights could be from that. Mm -hmm. uh, markets have become increasingly short-term oriented. How do you reconcile this short-termism uh, with your firm's investment philosophy? We really don't try and reconcile it. We, we have a longer-term investment perspective. If you look at our portfolios, typically they have turnover that's 25 to 50 percent of their peer universe average. So for the most part, we have a longer-term investment horizon. I think that holds us in very good stead. In, in essence, there's somewhat of a time arbitrage where if you've got a number of individuals that are looking at the short-term consequences of investment, and we're one of few that are looking at the long-term 
oftentimes there's more clarity around the longer term than there is the shorter term. We really want to get to know our companies well. And you know, determining whether company XYZ is going to meet or miss the quarter by a penny isn't necessarily giving you insight as to what the company is going to look like several years from now. And a lot of times the best investment decisions are based on what a company can look like years from now or, or, or several quarters from now, not what it's going to look like over the next three months. Mm-hmm. So John, how important is investment culture at T. Rowe Price? Um, it's critical. It, it really is the core of what we try and do. And we've been very fortunate at T. Rowe in that we've been able to attract uh, uh, you know, extraordinarily caliber of individuals to come to work at our firm. I think we talked earlier about global and knowing our companies well. What's really critical for us is trying to take that knowledge that we hold at the local level and really transmit it throughout the company. And in order to do that, we really need to encourage and have a collegial and collaborative environment. So we spend a lot of our time during the hiring process um, and throughout, um, uh, you know, throughout the firm trying to really encourage that sort of collegial and collaborative culture. The other benefit of a culture like that is you create an environment where people want to work for your firm. And I think one of the things that we've also been very fortunate about is having a lot of tenure and a lot of longevity and length of service in terms of the investment professionals. So we're going to spend a lot of time trying to attract and develop the highest quality caliber individual that we can, but it's also important to be able to retain that individual longer term. John, the past 10 years or so has been a a pretty bumpy ride for equity investors. Uh, They've been burned by sharp market sell-offs, throw in the financial scandals, bailouts, uh, and it's led to this crisis of confidence among investors. What does our industry need to do to regain the public trust? To begin with, I, I think all of us need to act in as high integrity fashion as we can. But... Rather than speak for the industry, I'd rather talk about what we at T. Rowe are trying to do. And you know, one of the things we are trying to do is have a conversation with our clientele. And whether that's in the form of direct interaction between our portfolio managers and our clients, on, typically on the institutional side, or whether it's our retail communication. But we want to have a constant dialogue with our clients. And we also want to tell them what we think. Um, you know, at times we will tell them that you know, we think this market maybe is overvalued or it's overstretched or there's a potential that it could be. And I think that sort of communication and clarity has really held us in good stead. I, I think at the same time, we also need to speak up. Um, if we see companies behave in a fashion that we don't think is beneficial for the longer-term interest of our clients, we need, we need to basically use our influence to try and encourage change. I think the other thing that we all need to focus on is also market structure. And I think clearly one of the concerns that individual investors as well as institutional investors have right now is just the structure of the marketplace, the flash crash, um, how the market can go up and down a great deal. We're very concerned about high-frequency trading and the impact that high-frequency trading can have on market structure. And we really feel that there's not a lot of benefit that's gained from the market by the high-frequency trading that is occurring. You know, in essence, you have a number of firms that are placing thousands of orders into the marketplace to execute one or two trades. And we believe the best way of really creating more confidence in the marketplace is to tackle that problem, things such as 
putting a fee on canceled orders, um, I think would be very beneficial to establishing a more structure and, and I, I think a more ability for investors to have more confidence in the markets per se. John, thanks very much for sharing your insights with us today. And thank you for watching. You can access our full library of content at cfainstitute.org. Copyright 2012 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.